Welcome to Mission in Action, the audio experience for Newground, a Muslim-Jewish partnership for change. We are a nonprofit with a vision of an American society where Muslims and Jews are empowered to create lasting partnerships and engage in authentic communication and mutual cooperation. On this podcast, you'll find a mix of our keynotes, workshops, interviews, speeches, and other audio from events led by our team. This week's episode is from Newground's 2013 Spotlight Storytelling event. Our speaker is Zara Fazel, and her story is entitled Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. We hope you enjoy. With my head swimming and a smile so big it hurt my cheeks, I closed the heavy oak front door behind me, only it felt weightless. And the latch that so often caught shifted easily into place. I turned to find my father, a towering pillar of white pajama kurta and judgment frowning at me. He had seen it all from the large living room windows of our ranch home in Indiana. He had seen me emerge from Andrew's beat up white Chevy. (sighs) Andrew, 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 a name that still excites me and sounds musical coming out of these 29-year-old lips, the name of the boy I first loved back when I was 14, back when loved seemed so much simpler, when it was largely unrequited and enjoyed in the solitude of my brain. I even enlisted my friend Sarah to my best friend Sarah uh, to help me keep careful tally of how many times he would look at me in English class. Sarah and I had code names for all the boys in schools we liked. Andrew was called the Robin, red-breasted for his favorite disco vintage button-down shirt, which he would wear every week. And uh, Sarah's crush, Eric Woods, we called the Stork, tall, long-legged, and uh, vaguely promising of progeny. (laughs) Andrew was a regular on the stages of our high school. When he played the titular character in The Wizard of Oz, I, of course, was in the audience, and I had snuck in a voice cassette recorder in the inner pocket of my oversized military green jacket. When his monologue began, I reached in covertly to press record, and my hand brushed against this ratty dollar bill that he had swapped out with me once when he wanted to buy a soda from the school vending machine. It was worn smooth by his hands, his pockets, and I felt the softness between my fingers. Andrew, who wrote and spoke so well. Andrew, who openly questioned the existence of God. Andrew, who was a big fan of Whoopi Goldberg, so much to the extent that his AOL Instant Messenger screen name was Whoopi Fan. And it was on AOL Instant Messenger one night that Andrew told me a secret. I'm gay. Oh. And I have a huge crush on Eric Woods. Oh. 14-year-old me, a Muslim girl growing up in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, had never knowingly met a gay person before. I had so many questions. My parents, who were devout Muslims and Pakistani immigrants, had never really spoken favorably about homosexuality. They always voted Republican. And I knew that if it were to happen in my family, in my circle, it would be considered a huge deal, a huge shame. 
But gay or not, my love for Andrew did not diminish. In fact, it only grew stronger. I took his confession, his openness and trust in me as a sign that maybe one day I would prove to be the exception to the I only like boys rule. Andrew and I would often compete in the school speech and debate team, and we would have weekly meets. And so often, because I was too young for a learner's permit even at that point, uh, he would pick me up and drop me off at home after our meets. And one evening, we sat in his car, parked on my driveway, and talked and talked and talked until the sun disappeared beneath the cornfields. I hugged him goodbye and elated from the connection, went back into my home, which is where I found my father. Betty, he began, which is the Urdu word for daughterly affection. Does that Andrew boy often pick you up and drop you places? Well, yeah, he lives the next road over. In the future, you shouldn't accept rides from boys. You don't know what they might want with you. I know, Dad, I protested, squirming in adolescent agony. Besides, you don't have to worry. Oh? Andrew's gay. I tried to avoid my father's frowning face while he processed this information. I looked at the Ayatul Kursi above the door at the gold plate with Allah emblazoned on it, anything just to avoid the words of judgment I thought would stream forth at my beloved and his sinful lifestyle. A toothy grin spread across my father's face, a white crescent in the sea of his bristly salt and pepper beard. That's great. (laughs) Gay men are the best friends to have. You should spend more time with him. And now, when I look at photographs from high school, I always find a picture of my dad posing with Andrew with this look on his face that says, that boy's going to be a star. (laughs) And Andrew is a star. He's the artistic director of a very successful regional theater company and proudly out. And as for my dad, well, he's since passed away, but some of my fondest memories are of him giving Andrew standing ovations. And that's how, in the heart of Indiana, a devout Muslim Pakistani man became the biggest fan of a gay atheist teenager. Thank you. Hi, I'm Aziza Hassan, the executive director of Newground, a Muslim-Jewish partnership for change. Thank you for sharing your time with us today and for listening to this episode of our podcast. At Newground, we believe that conflict is natural and inevitable yet not intractable, no matter the history. Being stuck is a choice. That's why we build relationships between Muslims and Jews so that they can transform their communities through lasting partnerships. If you'd like to learn more about our mission or support this podcast and Newground's work, please visit mjnewground.org. That's M for Muslim, J for Jew, newground.org. Or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you.